1: the Scummy Mummies
2: Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies Podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it is me,
1: Ellie Gibson.
2: Great news! <laughs>
1: is it news? I'm saying it It's a Scammy Mommy's podcast. It's not newsworthy, is it? Oh, it just the it's just a fact. It's, it's always great
2: when you're here, Ellie. Really. Um, In my anyway. own house,
1: okay, right? Yeah, this is <laughs> where I spend a lot of time, actually. Yeah. yeah. Nice. No, it's good. Anyway, uh, we've got a guest, Ellie, and her name is Sophie Again, not news. <laughs> Hello. We always have a guest.
3: Hello, Sophie Hagen. <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't sure if it was one of those where I wasn't allowed to speak yet. Like, <laughs> no, you're allowed to speak. You're <laughs> no, no, just Ellie. Sophie no. is an award-winning comedian. <clears throat> multi-award-winning.
2: Uh, multi-award. Brilliant comedian. How many she, awards have you won Sophie?
3: Mm. Oh, it's just it's just a lot isn't it? It's
1: <laughs> so much just
2: so oh, many. It's not even a number It's
3: Invented not time yet. to mention them all is there? Oh. What's, what's your favourite one? What's your favourite award? My, uh, the family dentist told me that I had the best teeth of the family. <laughs> and I was like you have no idea how much this means to me. <laughs> I don't need to go to Edinburgh this year. That's that's all I need. That's all the praise I need. I'm really into praise. It doesn't matter where it comes. Like my, this is this is. I mean, I hope this isn't dark, too dark. Uh, my uh, my therapist told me that um, I'm such a special case that I might be like a case study in like her future Ooh. work with like other therapists. What like, like that sounds like you're a serial killer. Like I know, I was really like oh my god, really. Yeah. <laughs> If you like, kill again, you need... Sophie, if you like... get to nine, <laughs> like, if you need a quote or anything, I can like help you out. Like, do you need like to see my diary or something? Like... Oh my god! So that's yeah. But any actual comedy awards, you're quite proud. Oh yeah, or yeah. Or yeah, yeah. Then there's a uh, best best newcomer. So this is a big uh, deal. So at yeah, Edinburgh a deal. at the
1: Edinburgh Fringe, they
2: only really hand out two awards. One is to best established comedian, and yeah. one is to best new comedian, and yeah. that
3: was you. Yeah, five years ago. Who Never did you forget. beat? <laughs> Never Who did you forget? beat? Oh, I beat I beat Larry Dean, which is very important to me <laughs> he's a very good friend of mine, and he is still angry about it, which makes me very happy. Uh, Tom Bella. John Henry. That Bell? sounds fair. <laughs> oh, and then um, Daphne. So like Phil Wing, sketch thingy. Okay. Oh, okay. And Tom Perry. Yeah, I love that you have remembered all those names.
1: Like there was no like, oh, I could, oh, it was five oh. years ago. I couldn't tell you. No, no they're great. I mean, they're actually same. Listen,
3: absolutely... listen. Yeah. <laughs> and I will tell you. <laughs> you... No, but it and it, it's, it's one of those things that just makes me sound like a great person, but I can't help it. I am. But <laughs> the I preferred the nomination bit because it was four days where we were like a group. And yeah. it was, I felt so connected, like more than they did, I felt so connected to the other nominees. because so I was like, oh my God, guys, we're doing well. This is amazing. And I went, to, I made sure to watch almost all of them. Yeah. And because uh, I just loved it. And it wasn't like, I'm going to see if I can beat them. I was so happy to just be like part of this. In like, a little gang. Yeah. yeah. And, and we just had, we'd already won because, you know, being nominated is huge as well. If Like when my, my manager was real, like, weirded out by me, because when he told me I was nominated, I was like, oh, oh, wow, okay. And then I was like, who else is nominated? He said Larry Dean. I was like, oh my god, Larry Dean is nominated. And he was like, it, what? Why do you care more about? I was just like, that's all I can contain right now. Is one of my best friends is nominated.
1: You are a great person. I'm such Sophie a good Hagen. person. Oh, I know,
3: but I killed a lot of people.
1: <laughs> yes, like, no, you're trying <laughs> to set oh, records. No. Yeah. yeah, you're trying to <laughs> well, trying to change the world. You
3: are Danish, and they're famous for murders. Exactly, we kind of have to. Uh, yeah. It's like part of
1: our inauguration. So, did you start doing comedy in Denmark? Yeah. 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 Ten years ago. Oh my god.
3: Ten years ago, you're so successful. I'm also just so successful. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, successful. I mean, it's quite amazing. We haven't even mentioned that you're an author. I'm an author, and and you've done a podcaster. Yeah, a podcaster, and all the things. Guys, I used to work for charity organisations. Oh mate, what what can't she do? Oh, and she designed some jumpsuits last year. Oh, yeah, I'm a fashion designer as well.
2: (laughs) sort of forget that sometimes um, <laughs> and uh yeah so and we first met you when we were on a christmas podcast on the bbc's oh woman's hour and we were allowed to drink <laughs> prosecco in plastic cups and jane garvey gave us a clementine do you,
3: and re- that's oh. do you remember when i uh <laughs> when i was very inappropriate because she made me what job it was just about how, what jobs you'd had or something and i was saying that i would worked in a sex shop to like translate the titles and then she said, what would the titles be? And I was like, I don't, I don't know if that's, that's... If this is the right... BBC, And she was like, no, say it, it's fine. I was like, I really don't think... What word that you can say it or not? Yeah, 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 like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, please, Jane, you're a very nice lady. Jane that's Garvey, like... please. And then, it not a like, dream, Jane. Okay, well, I guess that'd be called, like, uh, Hungry Cum Sluts 3. <laughs> <laughs> it went very quiet. I was like, see... <laughs> you made me do this but yes. what was Hungry Cum Sluts one and two that's what I
1: want to know how did
2: it
3: uh, become a trilogy in the
1: third one they go on vacation <laughs> yeah
3: it's really nice it's different yeah. types of uh, a buffet yeah <laughs> and a meal
1: there was no four though they were finally satiated in <laughs> yeah. three yeah god they, oh. yeah they decided not to go with full cum sluts the very hungry cum, uh, cum <laughs> sluts no one cares about that the...
3: satisfied and happy cum sluts. yes <laughs> yeah
1: living their best life with cum sluts <laughs> that's what they should do that yeah. they should do like millennial porn like motivational yes, titles yes they should so, you know. vegan cum sluts yeah um, <laughs> is semen vegan is I mean, it vegan is it i mean hmm. i mean something to ponder this, for later perhaps yes. <laughs> Well,
3: let's all take a let's take a
1: minute. Sounds- <laughs> Why they haven't covered that on Woman's Eye I life? was uh,
3: just I mean, about to say that sounds very topical. Sounds right up it. up it's Jane right now, I know, I know you have her number. I yeah, actually uh, do. Yeah, um, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> we yeah, we're right in there. We <laughs> yeah. just
3: send her a text with no context. <laughs>
1: Just Hungry comes lots. <laughs> Hashtag it is semen vegan. Just see, just see what she replies. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Oh. That would work well on that Michael McIntyre show where the six million celebrities, they should do that. That's yes. what I'm going to do if I ever yes. go That's on. That's all right. <laughs> Reply all. Yeah, no, it'd be good. It'd be good. So you, do, so you did comedy in uh, Denmark, mm. and then you thought, this is too easy. <laughs> I know what I'll do. I'll move to another country, yes, which yeah. in another sort of five or ten years I won't be welcome in anymore because they'll vote <laughs> vote me out. Um, and I'll do a challenge, yeah. I'll do this stand up
3: in a different language well I moved her but it wasn't I mean so I'd done it in Danish in Denmark for two years and then I was broken up with well I was informed by my boyfriend that we'd never dated and we'd just been friends all along oh, wow <laughs> he sounds amazing <sighs> and then he was he cried a lot because he, he'd never broken a girl's heart before I was like this is you're not the victim anyway so he was <laughs> yeah. in a, he was in a musical theatre so as a revenge thing I went to uh, to London on vacation to watch all of his favourite musicals because fuck you that
1: was quite an elaborate expensive <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yet harmless <Musical>. revenge <laughs> you know. I like it I like s- it
3: a I lot spent, I spent all of my, my rent money on going wow and thought well because it's Denmark and it, I was it was I didn't appreciate it at the time, but I lived ten minutes from the central from central Copenhagen in a student accommodation for hundred and ninety pounds a month. Oh, I had my own bathroom. It's horrible. What? Wow. Why was why did I leave? Anyways, um, and then I went on vacation, and I was just obsessed. So I did matinees in the afternoon. Obviously, that's what matinees are. And then I did open mics in the evening. I was like blown away. Like just the, Denmark is so small. There's like two hundred active comedians so you know everyone like intimately with a lot of them in very intimately and you sort of know everyone's material they know all of your material the audiences are sort of the same There's five open mics one comedy club so hit to come here where there's just a million comedy every second pub. oh yeah. my! i could do one to three gigs a night if i was quick and i could coordinate it correctly and oh my god so many comedians so much stuff to learn so immediately like the second i get, got back to denmark after those like seven days i booked another trip because i was like i need to go back and uh when i went back i was here for 10 days and i had an airbnb in brixton i remember being in like what do you call one of these window the... bay window <laughs> well, how do you call the
1: glass in denmark we just lined the holes <laughs> in the walls with bacon like curtains <laughs> bacon
3: curtains <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like an al- alcove kind of oh thing yes, where yeah, there was yeah. like uh, basically like, the rain was a bay there. window bay window sure Yeah. <laughs> I, I just <laughs> it doesn't sound right so I don't really believe it so a lot of people take the piss of that so, <laughs> so I was just lying there in the rain and I was like oh. and I'd met do you know Bobby Mare comedian yeah. Bobby Mare so I'd met him a few days before and I'd been all like oh god it's real nice to be here and he said you can move here and I was like <laughs> it's too far away and he was like i'm from canada i was like fair enough (laughs) so i was like in my bed and i was like i'll just go i was like okay this is what i'll do i'll go and see a flat i'll just see how it looks right i'll just see what would happen like how easy is it to get a place like i'm not obviously not going to move to another country that's insane so I found a gum tree that someone had a viewing the next day. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was just imagining I'd go in. There'd be like hundreds of people there all watching it. And then I would just like be able to walk around and take a look and then sneak out. So I arrived. I was the only one person there. And there was these four boys, four guys. And we had like a chat. And the whole time I was thinking, they don't know that I don't live in this country. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I'll just be like, well. So at the end of the conversation, I was like, well, um... I guess you'll just let me know and they said well you can have it and I was like oh no and then I just said okay and they handed me the contract and I signed the contract and I walked out to the Tesco so got every single pound I had in my account out and gave them all of it for the deposit in the first month's rent and I I had like four, four pounds in my account which I used to go back to the Airbnb and get my suitcase and then go back and then I sat on this bed and was like oh I Good just time. moved to London. <laughs> wow! I should call
1: someone and tell them. <laughs> but you could just do that, you see. Because how, how did you? How did you feel on referendum result day?
3: Uh, well, it was more the sadness because I'm not actually. I mean, I don't obviously don't know what's going to happen. I have settled status now, but I always knew that the vote was never about me. Like I'm not the immigrant that people hate, right? Oh, we kept that from you successfully. Right? <laughs> She's one of the yeah. good
1: Europeans, Elliot. Yeah. It was very clearly you like You get yeah. one of those flies, get Sophie Hagen out of Britain. That's what swayed my vote in the end, to be honest. Just a photo of her face with a cross through <laughs> yes, hey, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
3: you remember a that fan
1: club? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was all the guys you beat to that Edinburgh Award. They to get together. They were like, we've got to get her out. They've got
3: a WhatsApp group. Yeah. She's got best newcomer, she's get got to get best out. old bastard. Yeah. I listen, I wouldn't put a pair of Dean I <laughs> well, We're currently doing a little thing where we found each other on Vicky Feet. I don't know what that is. Uh, I'm 42, so for We've it's got normal. a millennial listen, in our, in listen, our midst. Listen, listen. Vicky feet. Vicky feet. So it's like Wikipedia, but for celebrities, feet. And then you rank them. They're ranked. All of them are ranked. And then there's all the photos that people can find of your feet online. What? Yeah. And Larry has 2.5 stars. <laughs> and I have four stars. <coughs> four then, star feet. Yeah, thank you. Award-winning uh, in so many I, and, uh, ways. I'm putting on my poster this year, <laughs> uh-huh. and uh, so at the moment we're rate like he's trying. We're both trying to get our fans to rate each other s- low and ourselves high because I want to win. I want to have better feed, <laughs> and there D- so I wouldn't put me pa- put it past him if he suddenly tried to get me out of this country. <laughs> you know. When I look
1: back to a time before I had children, and I think I had all that time on my hands, what did I do with it? It was shit like this, wasn't it? Was. It's yes. getting obsessed with how what strangers think of your feet <laughs> so, on the so internet. Is it WikiFeet Feet or Wikifeet? Wikifeet. Wiki Feet? Wikifeet. Wiki like Wiki Feet. Wikipedia.
2: Wikipedia. Okay. Wikipedia. Right, excellent.
1: Um, but you back to the Brexit thing, so you weren't sort of walking around the next day going, "Ah, oh, all you fuckers hate me."
3: Like you no, I was going out. I was basically going, "Oh, you're all racist. That shit. That's, <laughs> shit. That's real shit. And you, actually. and you, and you. Yeah, you're all racist, This is horrible." Why are you like this? Because it was, you know, it's more... It's not about... No one knows anything about the EU, right? But people just know they hate refugees and immigrants. And that was what it was. So, it was, yeah, it's real bad, actually. And also because around the time of Brexit... Oh, maybe before... I don't remember. But Denmark did a new thing. Meaning that if you'd lived outside of Denmark for, I think, more than three or five years... Definitely something I'd lived outlived um you when you if you did come back you couldn't get any like social benefits for like oh, and in seven, denmark seven years, wow, that's w- the best part because oh, <laughs> we had a lady she's not danish helen
1: russell but we had her on the podcast yeah, she yeah, wrote the no, year of yeah, living yeah. danishly and yeah basically she's like what is it you get like a 50 pound note for your letterbox yeah. every day basically don't yeah you in
3: denmark? i mean it's it's going downhill now but that's essentially compared to the uk yeah, yeah, That yeah. side of it is real
1: good.
3: Yeah. New PlayStation
1: on your birthday from oh, the government. That's how it works.
3: We had a corrupt mayor where I grew up. And it, he was so corrupt and he broke the law to, like so incredibly. And no one gave a shit because he was so good. <laughs> so he ended up going to jail for having spent a lot of government money on, uh, on wine. <laughs> and uh, he's now out of jail. My, my, my cousin used to work in a shop in that town, so he would come by and buy wine and he would make a big thing of it because everyone knew he was the former mayor and he'd be like, oh, buying the wine, don't worry, it's my own credit card and he'd be like, <laughs> oh, Peter. But okay. when I was... So wait, he was just buying wine for his own consumption yeah. with government
1: money. Oh, yeah. Just taking it, just, just necking it. He, he sounds brilliant.
3: He also did, I don't know what he did, he built like a huge like stadium. Like a Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we when I was 13, 14, so we had a lot of Turkish um Um, well people with there were Danish people but they were you know stemmed from Turkey or like family were from Turkey and so in Denmark we called it um, like third degree immigrant which is not a thing because by then you're you know yeah Yeah, that's because Denmark is racist so that's how we call it Uh, that's how yeah that's a word anyways so because Peter Brecht who was this mayor he realized that a lot of old people were racist and a lot of uh, young people had the risk of becoming racist obviously because we all have it in us um he sent all the old people and all the kids to turkey for like 14 days so we went as a class like my school went to turkey for 14 days traveling between like all the big cities and into the villages where the the turkish kids from our class had families so like this troubled kid who like is now in jail we'd go to his grandmother's house and like meet him and his grandmother together and it was I mean, what a genius thing to do. It's like one of these old people who could have been super racist or could, you know, were in the risk of becoming because they were scared of change and all of that, would just go and learn that, oh, this is not dangerous. Wow. And we all got a computer because it was unfair. Because <laughs> it was unfair that some this people had a country is made up. This Well, this was like our little. <laughs> and then, it, you know, we found out he had just... Gotten money from somewhere that he'd sold things he didn't own, and that's how we got the money for the computers and the travels. Robin Hood. But no, one, no one cared, they were like, Oh, he's very illegal. We were like, Yeah, but we have computers and stuff, and we went on a real great holiday. <laughs> Listen, there's a breakdown down
1: Catford, he can sort you out if you want his computers. Uh, he can get you whatever you like. Uh, I feel like
3: this is you don't a you do not worried about where it came from, yeah, oh, no problem. It an exclusive, I it, was, don't... it was real fun.
2: <laughs> See. England. This is what we're missing what out on. We yeah. have
1: great friends in Denmark. Oh. So you're not tempted to move back?
3: I'm not. I think if I was, that no. sounded
1: a bit like you're not tempted to move back, Sophie. <laughs> Time's ticking on,
3: and your holidays. <laughs> you're not. You're not. Feel free. Don't let me stop you. <laughs> I think if I wasn't doing comedy, I was something like this. Like if if I suddenly just wanted a real normal job. Yeah. I would probably move back maybe but i can't i can't imagine that ever happening and there's a lot of things that i miss pastries <laughs> no i don't i well i mean i'm probably wrong but i don't i've never felt like pastries was a danish thing what's in denmark pastries oh are, my god we've been we've been <clears throat> sold a lie oh, i don't know i mean i might be very wrong but i mean danish pastries but, but danish pastries we call vienerbrot which means vienna bread so, so i think so was, that's austrian yeah I, I, to be honest, I just assumed you'd call them pastries.
1: <laughs> it's a bit like French fries in
2: France.
3: Yeah. 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 That.
1: <laughs> like my son said to me today, "Mummy, Daniel bought a cat in for Chinese New Year. And I said, or oh, as they call it in China, New Year. He didn't, he didn't get it. <laughs> no. He didn't get the reference. He
3: didn't appreciate
1: it. He'll probably go in and say it at school tomorrow I get in trouble.
3: Yeah. Right? You know? yeah. Oh, rye, no. rye bread, though. Rye bread. And oh, you're open okay. Smorgasbord. Well oh, that's Swedish. But smorgasbord, yes. I never do that. I'm leaving. Just leaving. <laughs> yes. I did it? not come here to be abused. Uh. So
1: so from Denmark, comedy and then activism. You're an activist now.
3: Megan. Yeah.
1: What, yeah. what is, how would you what would you say is your what's your central point?
3: Uh it's fat activism. Right. I think I think I'm a big part of the fat liberation movement, which is essentially just be like it's it's okay to be fat, you shouldn't be uh Discriminated against because of your size. It's mm. essentially it. Uh, How unreasonable! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'd, you'd think you'd think it was you'd think it was such a thing that where most people would go, oh great, that sounds great. <laughs> Do you know, yeah. like it doesn't sound. It shouldn't, in theory, piss anyone off, right? To right. be like, I think everyone should just be fine. I think it should be okay to look however you want. I don't think anyone should be treated badly because of something that's out of their control or whatever but oh makes people
1: <laughs> very angry
2: on oh twitter doesn't it
3: god <laughs> have you been surprised by that surprised by the No, I don't, I don't think i was surprised no i don't think i've been surprised by it because i think you kind of you know you hear it your entire life has been about you know you should lose weight mm. thin is better than fat fat is bad fat is uh disgusting and it's <clears throat> immoral and it's lazy and you know unintelligent and you know all these bad words so I don't think I was I didn't expect people to be like oh yeah you're right let's change it all (laughs) thank you for informing me (laughs) (laughs) but it's tired me like I'm I'm tired of it like I speak I speak up less now well I speak up in in mediums where the real annoying people don't hear it (laughs) Because like annoying people, like your bathroom, all by myself under my duvet. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, like I, I, I'm tired of saying talking about it on social media, especially Twitter, because you can't control who sees it there. So it's just annoying people with those dumb comments. Facebook as well. Then Instagram, I have a quite a nice little. You can you can restrict your comments so it's only people who follow you, and real dumb people don't understand that so they'll instead dm me and go why am i not allowed to come and just are you afraid of people with other opinions like oh imagine being that dumb and um <laughs> so i like instagram but then you know i wrote my book about it and i like talking about it on podcasts and mediums where the real trolls are not going to go and listen to an entire podcast and go through like anecdotes about the danish mayor uh, mayor in denmark to listen to this and then go you said this. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. No, exactly. I'm a bit tired of arguing on Twitter. There's value in that, but I am tired of it. Yeah, um, yeah. Just because oh, people will just be... Like, I saw, you know, Matt Haig. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, he talks a lot about mental health, especially for men. He did this tweet, and it, it's it's haunting me. I've been talking about this nonstop for like two weeks now. Uh, he just wrote like, hey, hey, men, it's okay to cry. If you want to cry, that's Okay. When men cry, it's the same as when women cry. It's completely fine. So go and have a cry if you need one. Like the most, you know, just like, a, how can anyone have a problem with that, right? And then someone commented and was like, actually, uh, women have... Um, smaller tear ducts than men <laughs> so actually when they cry like it, it, it hits their cheeks quicker so actually there is a the difference between men and I was like yeah I'm oh. done with the internet I'm done with the internet I can't do this anymore <laughs> that's something my
1: eight-year-old would say in a particularly pedantic mood exactly. yeah. imagine
3: that just oh. I'm like you know what I'm just I'm just done <laughs> I no, can't no. do it anymore
1: <laughs> for those
2: of you who don't know so Sophie wrote this amazing book last year called happy fat which I read cover to cover and then wanted to shout about it uh, to everybody and buy it for everybody but I didn't I just bought it for myself um, but it is excellent but you thought about I... it though support the counts. <laughs> and I told other people on the internet yeah. so I'm my great. fucking copy such a good person uh, anyway but so the, the whole book is sort of uh, you write about your own personal experiences mm. um, and then you also interview really amazing mm. fat activist but one of my favorite people you've interviewed in real life is jessamine stanley the
3: amazing yoga lady i love her so much like the first time i I interviewed her twice actually and just like the first time i was just like okay first of all i think i'm gay and also i'm gonna start doing yoga so i have an excuse to message jessamine stanley every single day from now on and tell her about my journey that never happened (laughs) And I ended up doing yoga with her like the only time I've ever done yoga was when she came to London like she's amazing she's African American yeah and she's what she's I don't know she's a small fat she's, she's not that big yeah yeah but
2: she's she is everything that you you know in terms of what yoga kind of projects of like white very thin you yeah, know yeah, yeah. these sort of people with it. like she is and I'm trying I'm not articulating this very well because I'm quite slightly in love with her as well yeah yeah but um she <laughs>
3: I know. Later, what's, what's really great about this how yeah. she talks about yoga in such a accessible way so the first time i spoke to her i was like here are all my concerns i was like will i fad? right will i piss myself you know will yes, i look yes up? yeah exactly. an and she was just like yeah you'll definitely piss yourself i fainted i you know fatted. i you know she's just so honest about also i was like oh but i'm scared i'm gonna go to this yoga class and then everyone's gonna look at me because i'm so fat She was like yeah they definitely will do that oh okay yeah. that's Oh, thank you for, you know, saying that. And without it being all this, everything will be fine. And then she also talks a lot about, you know, how to do yoga when you have a stomach. You know, there's certain positions. I mean, I don't know enough about it to really say what she's saying. But, you know, there's certain positions that people who are fat don't know how to get into, like where the stomach is just in the way.
2: No, it was good. But she just is an amazing example of changing people's perception about what a body can do. Um, And one of the things that you've, you've talked about a lot is about body, the term body positivity as opposed to fat activism. Because I think this term body positivity gets kind of rallied around, everyone's going, hashtag body positive. Mm. It, so you don't, you're, you're, you don't like the whole
1: body positivity terminology? I,
2: right?
3: I believe that it's like an, almost like a necessary evil, in a way. Not an evil, because that's a big word for it, but basically the fat liberation movement started like in the late 60s, and it was part of all these <clears throat> social movement groups you know the, 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 you know, the black power movements and uh, the rights of, like, the queer people and, like, all these things. And it was around the same time when uh, there was a fat liberation group who were like, also, fuck discrimination of fat people. That shouldn't be possible. That shouldn't be happening. And they had a big manifesto that was all about, you know, um, how the uh, medicinal, is that a word? Um, medicinal industry shouldn't be discriminating, how we shouldn't be paid less, how we shouldn't be hired less, how we shouldn't be, you know, abused. And it was all about, you know, the others, like, the, the institutions, the people, the companies, the advertising companies that are doing this to us, right? They're telling young girls to hate their bodies. Well, <laughs> boys as well, for that matter. But uh, they're teaching us to hate ourselves. Mm. And they fought against that, like, trying to make people stop telling us to hate ourselves. And, then they're, and also, it's worth mentioning, these people were fat, like, fat, fat. And um, so most of them were (coughs) basically a group of fat, Jewish, queer women and women of color, right? The people we don't see today in the body positivity movement. So then suddenly companies and capitalism just decided that, ooh, we can make money off of this or we can direct it. So now body positivity is about, hey, you should love your body. And it's not about like, oh, people are making... Body positivity is about you learning to love your body. Fat liberation is about how they should never have taught you to hate it in the first place. Mm. Mm. That's why it it annoys me. It annoys me that it's not about my feelings, really. It's more about the actual institutional, systemic part of it, which is now all the focus is on these size 10 to 12, thin-ish, white, conventionally attractive you know beauty privileged femme straight cis women able bodied I can't help who I am Sophie (laughs) I was born this way I've gathered us here today to uh, to get the fuck out of my movement your own fucking movement, okay? <laughs> so it's a, and that's, it's a, you know, then all the focus is taken away from the people who are actually causing the harm, right? And now it's all about... And then I meet... So many people come out to me and they're like, oh, I, I actually can't love my body and now I feel really bad because I can't love my body. And it's like, oh, great. Now you just have another thing to feel bad about. Before mm. it was that you couldn't lose weight. Now you feel bad about it. You can't love your body. And still, the people who are doing this to us are getting away with it because we're not talking about it. So body positivity is this really it's like a shiny object that they've thrown in a direction now we're all looking at that instead of looking at them who are the Mm. ones who do do this and it's not as beautiful right because the fat liberation movement is about seeing like fat bodies like super fat bodies, like proper fat people who can't fit into plane seats and people who can't buy clothes in regular stores and it's about seeing um, uh, black people queer people um, non-binary people trans people um, uh, disabled people it's about seeing the people who we don't n- naturally feel comfortable seeing because we're not used to it. So that's why it's, it's just this like, oh, but that's all uncomfortable and complicated because then people start talking about capitalism and fascism and that sounds very dark and nasty. It's much nicer to look at a very beautiful person who had like a belly roll who says, love yourself, right? That's nice. We like looking at that. So yeah, that's like a long version of why body positivity is like... <sighs> but then the good thing about it is that I think people need to discover body positivity to discover fat liberation. So it's you know? a gateway to... I hope It's a so. gateway drug. <laughs> well, I, I really hope it is. I really hope that people... Because the, the body positivity people who do it well, who do it right, like Body Pussy Panda, Megan Crabb, is huge. She has like 1.3 million followers. She makes sure to always um, post photos of larger people than her and make sure to like, call people out on racism. And she does a really good job of trying to get people to the next the next step of people. Mm. And then people hopefully will probably find someone like Jess Baker, the militant Baker, who's also like in between those things. And then Jess Baker makes sure to push people even further. It's so people like Cuban Bay, who's like hardcore activist, academic, you know. And hopefully it all gets pushed in the right direction. But I think a lot of people are body positive with like a lot of caveats, you know. Mm. Oh, it's okay to be fat <coughs> as long as you know everyone should look the way they look as long as they're healthy or as long as they're trying to lose weight or as long as they're not too big or as long and as long as there are caveats you're not actually body positive what do you say then what what would you say to someone who says
1: okay like i get it i'm a smart person probably woman let's say i'm a smart woman i've worked i know the diet industry is really bad i know it's i know the magazines and all the stuff it's made me feel this way um but yeah i i can't I just don't like my body. I just don't well, like it. That's so
3: understandable, right? Like, of course you don't. Like, how, how can you learn not to? It's so difficult because we get these messages all the time. Hmm. So I think if it was like, if it was like a personal, if it was like if it was like a friend of mine saying it, it would be, I'd just be like, well, body neutrality is a real, it's like a nice thing to aim towards. Like, you don't have to think you're beautiful. So body neutrality is what you, you, you just don't, it just, you, don't, you just feel neutral about yourself. You delete mm. all the hatred, all the negativity. You try and get out of that. And then if you just aim towards, you know, not hating your body. Not you being bothered
2: have, or not being... Yeah, you don't, not,
3: ha, you don't have to stand in front of a mirror and be like, I am the most beautiful person you've ever seen in the world. And like, walk around and, you know, you can build it up and then society will just knock it out of your of your head the second you yeah. you vocalize it. So it's more about, I think the first thing you have to do is check that you don't spread it to other people yeah. right that's the first thing so you, you know your self-hatred you know it's the classic thing of like don't pinch your stomach in front of your kids and go oh i'm so fat right So then you put pass it on or you know you don't tell just try not have it in your life right just try <coughs> not to um encourage it and try to not use fat phobic language and like that's a very nice gentle way of getting out of it because as long as it's still happening as long as you're still dieting as long as you're still uh of the con- conviction that fat is bad, it's real hard to not cause damage and to not to yourself and to others, basically.
2: One of the biggest um, things in your book I found was um, your the way you speak about your childhood mm. and how that obviously shaped how you felt about yourself. Um, could you, can you tell um, the listeners about your PE teacher? Be- oh yeah, is, is that okay? Because um. I think that PE is one of the most damaging um, uh, subjects uh, on women's bodies, especially. And when I've interviewed other people about that, they said, oh, it's the PE teacher that said I couldn't run or it was a PE lesson where... where I my body didn't work like another person's body, and I hated it for yeah, that. They're
3: all bad people. Yeah, <laughs> the worst people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the first, as far as I know, fish like, From what I know, I'm the first person in Denmark to ever be legally exempt from PE because I tried I fought the system for seven years. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was really. I mean, I'm always. I've always been a bit of a difficult child. <laughs> uh, I managed to get out of PE legally, which was quite amazing. Uh, so I are you ha- took them to court, like. No, I just got enough um, official pieces of paper from various doctors and psychologists that i'd made right down that i was it would be physically I made them write, it was it would be physically and psychologically damning for me to go to PE. so they had to put me somewhere else amazing i was because really, I, I just didn 't go I said to them like i 'm either not going to go to any of these classes yeah or or you let me do something else, and they they did not like me. But, yeah, I had this PE teacher when I was six, seven. I don't even remember the age, really. She was a horrible woman. And she would... So I would always try and get out of it because I was so scared of everything. And I got bullied quite a lot. So I'd be, like, chased around with this bat by the, the boys, I think. And I remember them chasing me with this bat. And I'm, like, running for my life. And then they caught me. Caught me. And they were, like, beating on me. And I looked up and she was smiling. <gasps> That's, like, the, my most vivid memory. And then... So I tried to, I tried to fake... Um, what's it called? Like, a stiff stiff neck i was like oh sorry i can't move and then um she would just be like oh, do it anyways so i was like jumping on this trampoline like ow, oh, ow, oh, faking faking pain and then i was like oh well i can't shower because that's that's the worst part isn't it like you have to shower in front of all the other other kids and um and then she she so i was like i can't shower she was like you have to and then she was like no one can leave the dressing room before you've you've showered and i was just like but i can't like oh, i just can't even move so she pulled my clothes off and pushed me into the shower and like forced me to shower in front of all the girls and then when i faked i faked i had a period i was like seven i was like i have my period <coughs> she pulled my uh, well like nice work did not kid me and then she uh, pulled my trousers and my pants down in front of everyone the whole class and went see you don't she was a real asshole Like a real prick. She just sounds like the worst. The worst of. (coughs) Oh, she was a cunt. Like in the in the book, if you read the book, I have quite a lot of compassion for her, and I'm very like, well, you know, she had her beliefs, and you never know what people are going through. But that's because it's been, uh, very edited down from me being like, what a fucking cunt I hate her. And this (laughs) is her
1: address.
3: (laughs) (laughs) If anyone wants to visit in the middle of the night, Mm. she was horrible Like she was just a horrible woman. Yeah. A real horrible woman. So I hated pee. always hated pee. But because I hated my body, right? Like mm-hmm. I hated existing in my body, doing things with my body. Because when you, when you, that's the thing, when you're taught to hate your body, when you're taught that you're too much and you shouldn't take up space and people don't want to look at you and you can't do anything because you're so fat, well, who wants to just go out and, you know, move mm. around and play, right? Mm. Like that's not natural for you to want to do. So, of course, I didn't want to do pee. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And then all the other kids, like, teasing. And, you know, you don't want to get naked in front of the other... You know, I, don't, I don't remember when you stopped. I guess you just never stopped showering with the other people in your class. I mean, there why must they, have been an age where... We still shower should... together now, don't we? Yeah, yeah. we that, that. At least
2: three times a day. <laughs> yeah. I'm always popping over here just for a quick splish <laughs> splash.
1: <laughs> your oh your <laughs> I'm thinking about Hungry comes that's a bit. <laughs> Uh, at what point though did you did you sort of realize that it was all bullshit and that you know when i was 22
3: 23 21 i don't know early 20s when i i (laughs) I thought i i I thought i could go to uni so i i studied like seven different things at uni and then dropped out uh so i was studying russian and that's easy uh, it was actually my favorite one of all the ones i tried (laughs) it was real fun i fucking love russian and, uh, handy for when they take over the world as well <laughs> should have stuck with that all I know was to say I- I- I'm one of you <laughs> so take me. Like, I've always been
1: on your side <laughs> doesn't want me anymore <laughs> and then they're like you're Danish and you're like <laughs> okay okay I'll teach you oh, how to no, pronounce yeah. hygge properly. <laughs> you know do you need in Russian Shut <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fuck out <laughs> Oh, yes, get a fucking log cabin.
3: Oh, that's it. Oh, Putin, you just need a throw rug <laughs> oh, need to chill a bit. Who's tried chilling out? <laughs> uh, I uh, I just I met a fat activist, a body activist, Andreas Dagerborg, who's a, still like an amazing Danish activist. And she just like, this is no bullshit with Andrea. And she know she knew that I was doing comedy, and she was just like, you cannot spread your self hatred to all these people every night because I was doing all these fat jokes on stage. So she was just like, okay, let me tell you about how things work. And I'd never heard, I didn't know what feminism was. I'd never heard of the patriarchy. I'd never heard of capitalism. I didn't know what liberalism, and like, I didn't know anything. And, uh, you know, I had a very poor, came from a very poor background. You know, I didn't have any, I was the first person in my uh, whole family to ever go to school and like uni. Had any kind of higher education, uh, so just, I just I saw a world map when I was eighteen for the first time at my boyfriend's house, and he was like, "This is this is not okay." I was like, "What's that?" He was like, "Fucking South Africa." I was like, "Oh," really? <laughs> like it, I knew nothing, and I was like, "Is that not China?" He was like, "That's Australia." Like you almost dumped me. Uh, you lived in Denmark. Why was your niece looking well? You're not going she's... anywhere. you got a free computer. <laughs> no. It was basically all the things that people assume you would learn from your parents. was mm, what I didn't right. know anything about. Yeah. Uh, amazing. I got through school at all. And um, I'm just very clever. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. So she taught me about capitalism and, and the very basic thing of you hate your body because people lie to you because they make money off of you hating your body. And I was just like, got it. And then everything that I was telling myself and everything that I was seeing... Mm. On billboards and adverts and women's magazines. I just knew it was a lie. And that's where it came from. I was like, oh, hold on. And it was like a a long time of me just being like, wait, what? (laughs) Has this been my entire life where I've been lied to? And this is actually not facts. This is someone's opinion. Then I don't have to listen to it. Holy shit.
1: Fuck those guys. Holy shit. Fuck those guys. You took the green
3: pill in
2: The Matrix. You you had like that... All, yeah. the, all the bind all the all the things came really, down yeah and you're like oh my god it, that's yeah. a lie that's a lie yeah that's a lie it
3: just had to make sense to me i just had yeah. to see it from that point of view and i was like oh fuck
2: <laughs> yeah i've been
3: wasting a lot of time
2: it's wonderful that people are having these awakenings all the time like we get a lot of people who come to our show afterwards um, will come and talk to us and go you know thank you for just standing up on the stage in your gold cat suits it's nice to see different types of bodies just Mm. on stage just by actually being there, being seen, being, you know, not the thin, you know, not thin and not this and not that. Um, I think, you know, and and we've talked about this before, we had no intention of that being the reason why we're doing it or, or any kind of byproduct for what we do but the just the fact that we stand in gold catsuits in front of people has a has a purpose
1: yeah
2: um, i mean we just thought we looked ridiculous but yeah it turns out
1: i think there's something about there's two of us as well then we've got different body types yeah. we have had two kids each But we, you know, we're standing up there together, doing Mm. the same thing. Mm -hmm. We're running a marathon together. Like Mm. it doesn't fucking matter what you look like and I look like. Also, we're the same, exactly the same height and the same shoe size, which is very (laughs) handy.
2: Very very handy. I think we've got the same shaped head as well. Um, But yeah, but I think I think that is really true because yeah, you know, we are different shape, but also yeah, we've both gone through shit and we're both you know, Mm. um, and I don't even want to use the word perfect body, but. We're just I think it's important, and people sometimes I think, oh, am I showing off by saying I've I've run a thing? But we get so many lovely comments afterwards, going, thank you. Now I'm going out for a run, or yeah. I'm doing this, or or I'm going to wear no, I'm going to wear a gold catsuit or whatever it is. Yeah. But but it feels like people now need the permission, or that like someone's given them the permission. Well, if you don't, to, yeah, people
3: don't know it's an option. Yeah. it's never presented as an option. Mm. Like I didn't start comedy. Like, I loved stand-up since the first time I saw it when I was 10 years old and I it was like the biggest moment I was just like oh I cannot believe this is a thing that someone's just talking and then it's funny and I couldn't I was obsessed with it for so many years but I never thought oh mm. I could do that or like mm. I didn't even it didn't even cross my mind. Which with every other thing I loved, like I watched Jurassic Park, I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to be an archaeologist. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Even though people who
1: look at dinosaurs are paleontologists. Yeah. That's
3: probably where it went wrong. Literally All that
1: archaeology for training, about... and you're like, where's the T-Rex? No, no, like, no. Here's your dustpan and brush.
3: For, <laughs> for about a year, I said I wanted to be an archaeologist. And then my mom was like, okay, I guess we'll take you to a, a like, a, what's it called? Like a site. A dig. A dig. And it was just like in the rain and this tractor was just like digging something up. And I was like... But where are the dinosaurs, though? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh, we're in the middle of the countryside in Denmark, this, and they're just looking for, like... Really, well, really like, old oh, pastries. Yeah, I yeah. think I'm just going to do something else, actually. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. digging up old Lego bricks. <laughs> but unfortunately, and it's it's worth mentioning, because I feel, I always feel a bit... I want to say, you know, you can do and you should do whatever you want to do, right? Mm. But also, your life does get harder if you if you're not the there's a term within fat activism which is the good fatty and that's the acceptable the only way you can be an acceptable fat person which is if you're trying to lose weight or you're like super positive or like jolly or you know you're sort of buying into the stereotype or whatever you know um you know so there's a thing about if you defy the rules so if someone go if if a really fat person goes out in a gold uh what's it called cat suit on the tube Mm. there is a higher risk of that person getting comments and being abused by people
2: yeah.
3: than if it was a thin person doing the same. Mm-hmm. Because people are provoked by confident fat people because you're breaking all the rules. So there is a risk. Mm. But what I usually say is, it's fucking worth it. Because the risk is already there. Right? Mm. You could you know, you could be reading a book called I'm so sorry I'm fat, I'll try and do better and it's still call you things. Yeah. At least you're wearing what you want when you're being called things. Mm. But it is worth saying like it's,
0: it's very... You have to weigh up know? the
3: risks. Yeah, well, you just have to be. But then go fuck it's it. A, it's again the thing about going. It's not your fault. Right. Like you're not being shouted at in the street because you're fat. It's because they have been taught something that's a big lie. It's not. Your, it's also not your responsibility to change so that they feel comfortable. Mm. But it's worth saying, if if it was just if it, if it was just cured by everyone loving themselves, that would be great. We could all work on that. Mm. But it's also about the kids, right? It's about all these. I get so many messages from, like, 10-year-old girls in school wanting to do, like, a school project, wanting to ask me questions. And it's always like, we hate our bodies, what should we do? And it's like 10-year-olds, right? (sighs) So fuck what we can get, you know? Like, what do you say to them? I try to tell them, like, they are lying to you, they're not... You know, this is a system, this is not... It's not facts. Mm. But, you know, you just go, oh, fucking hell, you know? What can you... Yeah. and then just like don't you know some grown-ups are full of shit and I like, <laughs> you are perfect and if you have any inkling that this isn't what it should be like you're absolutely right listen to yourself and you know, mm. eat what you want and but it's so hard to
2: yeah and you see I mean what's been amazing in the last year is is the the rise of people like Lizzo who were mm. you know loud beautiful talented non-apologetic like that though and i watched my 10 year old daughter watch lizzo at glastonbury and her eyes one going she's amazing Mm. and things like that i thought i you know those are role models
3: yeah you know
2: a few and far between amongst all the other sort of you know pop stars and things like that but it feels like those there are there's new voices and and also the fact that there is an instagram even though there's obviously all the photoshopped faces mm. out there that children can choose to follow. You can curate your own kind of role models on, on social media as well. It's not all dreadful. That's what's so
3: great about this, right? Podcasting. Really, mm. I Genuinely, I love podcasting so much because we could just sit down and do a podcast, right? Mm. Like if we pitched a talk show to some television thing or a radio thing where the three of us were talking, they'd be like mm, yeah, but what if it was you know someone who looked like this or someone mm. who did that or had these amounts of followers or assuming that that's what's going to make the most money and then we come in and go well i'm just going to do my own thing then and then people find it because actually what they think is going to make all this money is you know they don't actually know what people want or Mm. what people need and that's why i love that we can just create our own thing and then oh turns out there is an audience so in oh. a nutshell, once again, fuck those guys. I feel like that's
1: <laughs> not <a> catchphrase.
3: <laughs> guys.
1: Feel like guys, that's guys. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Yeah. So fuck those guys. That's yeah. the title of your book, presumably. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Next what's, one. What's the book called? Uh, it's called Happy Fat.
3: Okay. Uh, which, and then it has a subtitle as well, which is irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> happy
1: Fat. <laughs> and you've got a new comedy show. What are you doing, <laughs> Sophie Hagen? The Bum Swing. The
3: Bum Swing. What? The fuck is a bum swing? So the whole show is... A, it's, a, it's about a sex holiday I went on. A, a what? A, a sex a sex holiday? Wait, a so is that where
1: you have a holiday... Like you have time off from having sex? Because <laughs> that sounds brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Can you go in a Club 18 to 30 sex holiday where you only have sex with people aged 18 oh. to 30? That would be quite nice. <laughs> what
3: is, the fuck is a sex it's, holiday? It's when... I, mean, I can't believe you haven't... Uh, I may have made up the term. It's when you meet a, who you think is a stranger... Um, out on on you're in another town doing a gig and then that person is going on a business trip and it's like hey we've had a one-night stand do you want to do it again Uh, on my business trip and you're like oh my god yes please a whole weekend in a hotel making love yes please or banging furiously come on let's Mm. be honest banging furiously oh because 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 you have only lived in the uk for a very short time so you don't you don't know anything you don't have the same connotations and associate as people who live here so when Mm. this man says oh it's in Swansea (laughs) you say that sounds lovely
1: yes can't Ah. wait Yes. I've, 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 let me just look at my lonely planet. Oh, it's not
3: its not in here.
1: I can't see Swansea. That's strange. Hello to everyone who lives in Swansea. Um. So, so your tour is kicking off.
3: Well, it's kicked off. You're doing it oh, now. Yeah. Well, it's, it now. I've done my... Is it called the leg? The leg of the tour? Oh, first, I don't leg, know. Yeah, first, first leg, yeah. First leg. First bit. Anyways, yeah. so I had a break over Christmas and then it starts. Well, by the time we're recording this tomorrow is the first one of 2020. It goes on to June. June the fourteenth, excellent. Yeah, and so around, this is also the time when I start preparing my next show.
2: Are you going to do Edinburgh this year? Yeah, go and see her, listener. She's yeah, excellent. Because we're excited. not going this year, so Aww. we allow you yeah. to see other people.
0: We're <laughs> yeah. on a break.
3: Edinburgh. You can see the the poster has a uh, five stars. Wiki feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?
1: oh there we go well um, we better, we better round up yes as we usually do now we always have a scummy mummy confession oh I yeah know, I know you're not a mummy but just something scummy will do <laughs> Sophie if you'd be so kind something disgusting I
3: slept with a guy who wasn't a comedian which was whoa it's quite, <laughs> it quite an experience I mean the scummy part is sleeping with all the comedians of course but so this, I was very nervous. He was really hot. And he was in a band. Is that relevant to the story? No. <laughs> Why it's, not? it's colour. It, it adds colour. It's a picture. Why is it it oh, so beautiful. A very good band. Anyways, was it Westlife? <laughs> God, I, I mean, I would have said, I would have said it. So I was really, I was really nervous about it, both because of that, but also because when I went into the the flat, I recognized the flat, and I was like, oh shit, I sat with this flatmate who was a comedian. Um, oh so, shit! Oh, it's the whole thing. Anyways. He wasn't home so everything was fine and (laughs) so we had sex and um it was just really weird because he was so lovely and i was like i'm not used to that i'm used to sleeping with narcissists (laughs) and then in the sort of wild sex thing i smashed my head against the radiator and i was like this is so like you know when you just think instantly i was like this is so embarrassing it's so embarrassing it's so embarrassing (laughs) but he was nice and he was just like because a comedian would have laughed and then we could have laughed I, I would have like, laughed that's a of surprise you would have been we're like I'm amazing. such an idiot. I was like oh my god you No, know, and they so would funny.
1: have been like ha 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 you
3: idiot and you would have laughed at that and then you would have had and socks. then they would write it down <laughs> yeah we'd both be yeah, able to yeah. see who can write it down quicker like who has an open mic soon oh can I tell this so, as a little side note because it's so good uh, there were once two comedians in Denmark who were sleeping together but no one knew and uh, there were two sorry, oh, sorry. bless
2: you oh, bless you. I'm really with my sneeze.
1: <laughs> she's allergic to Danish sex
3: <laughs> Um, <laughs> so there were scenes together, but no one knew. It was a huge secret because they were very big comedians. And then, and there were two open mics on the Wednesday, so pe- a lot of people would open in one open mic and then close in the other, so they could do two in one night. So we, I was only at one of them. And then the first, com- the woman, she goes on stage and she talks about having sex on a um, inflatable mattress, and like makes a lot of jokes about that. And then she leaves, and then the guy arrives and he starts doing <gasps> jokes about having sex, and it's the same joke, oh! and everyone's like. Oh! <laughs> Why, you, why is there such a weird reaction to this joke? Like, you couldn't really figure it out. Everyone was like... Oh, my God. You just told everyone that you're fucking that woman. And it's amazing. And it's amazing. It's the best day of my life. Anyways. That's hilarious. Oh, it's beautiful. So, anyway so, so, you would have, right? right, 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 right. have laughed. and called me an idiot. And I can relate to that. Because it's not about... Uh, I'm not really good with um, compassion. So <laughs> 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 my dad left. Surprise. And um, so so I just kept going he was like are you okay and I was like no I'm fine I'm fine just keep going he was like you're bleeding I was like no I'm not shut up like just like <laughs> trying to like shut his mouth with my hand or touch blood on it I was just like shut up shh just keep going and he was just like but you're bleeding I was like
1: shh it's always was so vulnerable. sexy as well <laughs> when well, I'm bleeding from the head that's nice that's <laughs> so horrible I so think that's scene 5 in Hungry Comes 3 isn't it <laughs> they all start bleeding from their scalps that's nice a lot of men
3: get really turned on by that. Oh. <laughs> he was so lovely and I couldn't handle it. Oh. And then a few years later, we were at a... Oh, this is the most, this is the most horrible memory I have in my entire life. Uh, and then we were dancing. We met randomly and we started dancing. And then he leans in for a kiss. So I kiss him. And my, my mouth sort of hits his mouth. And then he pulls away. So my mouth kind of drags <laughs> alongside his cheek. Oh. For like what felt like four hours, as like as I'm like, oh no, he didn't. he didn't mean to kiss me. Oh no, oh no. And I just went into this like crouchy weird dance move. Where I was like covering my face like that, that, that until he left. <laughs> he was like just looking at me, trying to be like, what's happening? I was just like, no, 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 no just no, stroking no, my no. face. <laughs> yeah, no, no, And I haven't spoken to him since. It was the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. Oh my
1: god.
2: Most
3: of some, he wasn't. It wasn't a kiss. It was just a dance move.
2: So now, um, listeners who are in really long, slightly boring marriages are going, oh, "I'm not dating anymore." <laughs> you've, you've you've provided some comfort. <laughs> All the horribleness. <laughs> <laughs> All the horribleness. You don't miss having sex in a bush. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it's um, sad, isn't it? <laughs> uh, what was I say? Um, I have a scary confession. Um, I uh, went for a very lively lunch uh, at a um, what's it called? Like a spa in the New Forest, Delhi. Oh, lovely. Yes, Yes. with the the knackered mother, Helen McGinn and Ellie and Stephen. And we had lots and lots of wine at lunch. And then I remembered that I had to go and have a massage, right? And so I went to go and have the massage, and I was wearing my swimming costume. And Ellie always said, oh, if you need to do a pee doing a swimming costume, all you do is you just yank it aside and do the wheeze out that way. Yank and release, yank and <laughs> release. Yank and release. <laughs> That's a classic move. I know, right? But I'd never done it before, and I really... It was full of wine, and the massage lady said, look, if you want to just go to the toilet, you can um, before the thing. Anyway, and I was a bit pissed, and I yanked it across, and I didn't know which way to tilt, and... Instead of weighing into the toilet, I weed just just onto the floor. To, and I watched myself do like a jet-powered whiny piss all over the floor. Oh and only God. separating me and the massage therapist was a, it was a sliding door. Okay. No. And then what I said out aloud was. Why is this happening? Really loudly. And then I had to get a whole lot of towels and just like mop up the wee because I was a bit pissed. And I was like, she's just standing on the other side of the door and um, splashy Can splash. I just
3: question your use of the word uh, a bit pissed. Um, well, because we'd been steamed
2: for about three hours. We were quite dehydrated. We were very dehydrated, then had a lot of white wine to hydrate myself and then was yeah. quite Imagine drunk. emptying... Oh, listen, the British like way
3: of saying a bit pissed. That means you're absolutely fucking wasted. Yeah, yeah it was like, imagine like <laughs> emptying
1: a hot water bottle of water and then <laughs> filling it with sauvignon blanc. That's basically what we <laughs> yeah. were.
2: Yeah, I was yeah. like a rehydrated raisin in a bottle of sherry. Like it was... To, oh.
1: There we go. Oh, there we are. There tea. we are. We've done a podcast, I feel oh like. Oh my God. Every topic has been covered.
2: Oh, so much. I feel, I having... I feel like there's a whole... Not, I was going to say sitcom there must be a mini-series about the mayor yeah. I, feel like, I feel like Denmark needs to move away from murder and get more into embezzlement it's embezzlement
3: within the government yes, yes, yes. isn't that what bargain was about?
1: I think that character is going to provide some much-needed comic relief in our new series, Satiated Cumslut. <laughs> uh I've actually I've just been texting while you were talking I've actually
3: I've, I've had it optioned And we're off to Hollywood guys! We're going to Hollywood! In my head I'm trying to translate that to Danish. (laughs) Why? Why? No one would get it. No one
1: would. So your book Sophie Happy Fat is out now. You show the bum swing. All are you going all over the country?
3: Yes. Oh well that's good. And where can (laughs) people follow you? Oh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's Sophie Hagen. Sophie Hagen with an F? F for S-O- fuck, F- those, F- guys. F- yeah. for fuck right. those guys. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's I- right. Fuck those guys. I-E-H-H-E-E-N. But I, the, thing, the main thing I want people to do is sign up for my newsletter. So it's not like a newsletter, but it's every other week I send out a letter. I sit down with a cup of tea. It's called here Higgins. sits down with a cup of tea and writes a letter. And I send it out. It's just me oversharing, telling secrets because I don't think people are reading. It's, just more like, it's like a blog post, but only for the people who really want it. Ah. And then it's also, it's also got like two announcements and stuff. But it's just me oversharing, talking about therapy, gender gender my gender identity like sex weird sex stories and dating stories and it's my favorite thing to do because it feels like a nice little closed So people can people. read
1: it at their leisure oh it yeah.
3: sounds brilliant i'm signing up sign Excellent. me up Silverhagen.com.
1: all right <laughs> done as usual you know comes the r show if you like yeah,
2: we um we've already sold out a lot of our shows for our 2020. Um, we're not uh, showing off, Sophie. We're just saying <laughs> a fact. Just staying. A fact. <laughs> Manchester sold out. Thank yeah. you, Manchester. But um, no, we have uh, I think over 30 gigs now on sale, uh, and we're going to Camp Festival, Ellie. Yes, mate. Which is very exciting. And the Retreat Festival is that what it's the called? The Big
1: Retreat in the Wales. The Big Retreat yes. in
2: Wales. All those things. Um. Uh, and um. What else do we want to say?
1: We're running the marathon. Yeah.
2: Come and sponsor us! Whoops. <laughs>
1: um, yes, I'm, uh, I'm tired. running for Born Charity, which is premature babies. Uh, Hannah's running for Women's Aid, and if you go like on our website or on our Instagram, you can find a little link, and you can just give us just give us money. Just just one pound could buy a premature baby a sock i don't know i've made it up that's not even what they do that's not even what they do they research they research
2: it. it's science um anyway listen to the podcast with sophie ellis baxter for more art details for more it. sensible explanation yeah. of i mean the charity she's what just a better is. person let's just say that <laughs> she's got um, excellent... five children for yeah sake. i know i know and and she knows she what she's talking about she's got some songs that she's released um now uh, we've got a book as well ellie Yes, it is. Still, Still in print. print. Excellent. And um, yeah, do follow us on Instagram. Tell your friends. And always rate, review and subscribe. We haven't even mentioned your podcast, which is hey, excellent. For my God podcast? Sake. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Made
3: of human. It's me talking to cool people. Made of human and dinosaur. Secret dinosaur cult, which is a queer, non-binary-led uh, tra- podcast about trauma and dinosaurs. And daddy's leaving. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, there we are. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast, thank Sophie. How are you doing? so Hagen. much for having me, despite me not being... A mother. Well,
1: you know, it's let's we're not we're not discriminating against you because you're fat. We're not going to do it because you're not a mother. I, I mean, that
3: was, assumed, would feel hypocritical. It's Assumed. oh not at all. We've talked <laughs> a lot about
2: you.
1: motherhood. We're, we're
2: kind of, I think we're, yeah, we have just
1: we've yeah. covered it all. We've completed it. I'd much rather talk about cum sluts. All
3: right. <laughs> hey, mothers can be hungry cum sluts too. Oh. Don't Listen. you don't you need you don't need to
1: tell me dear. Oh, thank you very much for listening. Until next time.
3: Bye! bye
2: So Ellie likes like oh, yeah. soft furnishings, candles, a gentle throw, some nice cushions. And I said, has Ellie got good Higgy? And yeah. Sophie looked very confused.
1: It's not a. Th- I don't <laughs> higgy. You actually said is Ellie's room higgy, living room higgy
3: enough? I yeah. was real. I was really trying to getting higgy what, with have it. Have I ever heard that word before? Is it slang? What is happening? I, I think it's I really my sh- racism. Um... I think. Well,
1: I'm gonna have a go at pronouncing it. 'cause a okay. friend. Right, Huger, Is that right? No. All right, you do. You're, You're you... closer. Closer. Okay. Higgy over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's the words about h y g g e, isn't it? Anyway, how do you Hugo?
3: Hugo. Hugge. It's not a You're doing a hugge. Hugge. Hug huge. Hugge. Hugge.
2: Hugge.
3: Hugge. Hugge. My son is called Hugo. Oh, I love Hugo. Hugo Hugo Hugo. 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 It's a Y, it's not a U. Hugo. Hugge. Hugues. Hugu. I don't think you can do the sound. Hugge. Hugge. This is like ASMR. Is that what I'm